You getting on? Uh, uh, no, no, no. I thought you wanted to get on. Actually, this isn't a bus stop. I, I was just standing here. What? Ah. Oh, what are you there for? You're right here. Sorry. Welcome to the South Mims U podcast. In this episode, we're going to examine a very strange psychological condition. At least we think it's psychological. It could be phenomenological, which is the study of conscious experience as experienced by the individual from their specific first-person perspective. Now, this might be surprising to you, but the subject of this podcast, Anselm Williams, is a young man who, uh, I think he'd better explain it to you. Anselm, could you describe your condition? Um, well, um, w- when I stand in the, uh, in the street, uh, specifically by the curbside, um, buses stop. Buses stop. Uh, they stop. Uh, as, as if I was a bus stop as if they believed that I, standing there, uh, am a bus stop. Okay. I hear those words, and I understand them, but I don't understand the phenomenon you're describing. Right, well, I'm I'm walking along, uh, and then a thought strikes me, usually one about about a woman called uh, Lubov Petroskaya, and I stop walking and, and fall into a deep reverie. And then the next moment I, I hear a, a bus slow down and the doors open and I look up and there are bewildered passengers staring at me and a driver who doesn't know why he or she has stopped. And how often does this happen? Every day. And only when you're, when you're stationary and deep in thought? Yeah, only then. Only when I'm thinking about, about Lubov. Do you have any independent witnesses? Well, only the people on the buses and, and passers-by. So we only have your word for this uh, phenomenon? Well, not quite. Not quite? Well, my, my friend, Salil, without telling me, decided to follow me uh, secretly and he, and he filmed me from his car. So we have a recording of this, uh, these buses stopping do we we do okay now actually i'm told by the producer that we can play the sound from that footage oh good good because because i'm i'm getting tired of people not believing me well who doesn't believe you well no one believes me a psychiatrist at my local medical center thinks i'm delusional he's told you that well she's intimated it but this footage proves that you're not that this is a real phenomenon, right? Well, it, it does. Well, I I hope it does. Oh, okay, let's play it. I am not a bus stop. I, I am a man. If you prick me, do I not bleed? Right. But uh, that, 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 that's an authentic clip, right? Well, uh, obviously, our listeners don't have the advantage of seeing this clip, but it's, it's quite grainy, filmed from across a busy road here in South Mims, and we see 
Anselm standing by the curb, clearly musing about something, and the bus does stop. It's proof. But I'm sorry, Anselm, we have to be rigorous. The whole thing could have been a setup. You you knew the bus timetable. You just you stood just away from the bus stop and No, 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 no. The bus stop was half a mile away. There is no bus stop there, where I, where I was standing. Well, perhaps if your friend Saliel had shown us a, a wider view or panned up and down the road? Well, he recorded it to help me. You know, when he saw me across the road and, and he saw me stop deep in thought, it, I mean, it wasn't a setup. I promise you, promise you, it wasn't a setup. We have to be rigorous, as I said, Anselm. Oh, God. I mean, this is, this is really too much. I mean, no one believes me. I mean, no one believes me. Anselm, please, I'm here to help you. Let's step back, get some context. Some of the backstory as to why this um, might be happening, either in your imagination or in reality. It is real. Clearly, you believe that, but tell me, why do you have such an affinity for, um, well, for bus stops? Well, I used to take bus stops for granted until I met, um, until I met Lubov. Ah, yes, the woman you think about when the buses stop where you're standing. Yes. Well, tell me about Lubov. Well, she was, is, a remarkable woman. She worked here at the university for a while. In which department? The psychology of architecture. Didn't know we had a department for that. Oh, oh, it's it's an adjunct to the psychiatric practice at uh, Sunshine Acres. Ah. I should explain for our listeners that Sunshine Acres is our local... Uh, uh, well, we don't call it an asylum anymore. No. Um, psychiatric care unit. Is that an accurate description? Yes. Though the locals call it the Looney Acres. Well, yeah, the locals can uh, be a bit um, antediluvian in their views, let's say. Uh, but let's put it that way. Her father, Lubov's father, was a top architect during the Soviet era in Russia. He, he defected to Great Britain during the Cold War in, um, I think it was a 1975. No, 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 I vaguely remember that. His name was... Um... Oh, you'll have to remind me, Anselm. Fyodor Petroskovsky. Yeah, that's it. Great bear of a man. Looked a bit like a shop putter. Well, he had been a shop putter. He competed in the Rome Olympics in 1960. Really? Okay. He defected to the West and took up a job here at South Mims uh, when it was a polytechnic. He taught civil engineering. And Lubov came with him? No, no, she was born here. Her father married a local girl, a cousin of Lord Salisbury. So she has aristocratic blood? Both Russian and English. How so? Well, Lubov's great-great-grandmother was a countess from Minsk. Fascinating. Though, how do we get from Soviet architects to bus stops? Well, you know that weird bus stop on the road to St Albans? Yeah, the concrete ear. Or, I mean, it looks like an ear. Theodore designed that. Strange design for a simple bus stop. Well, he did it because in the Soviet era there was a tradition for ornate or, or even outlandish bus stops. Really? You're making this up, right? No, it's true. If you travel across the entire former Soviet Union, from St Petersburg in the west to places like Estonia or the Ukraine or Moldova to Belarus, Georgia, and a place 
people have hardly heard of called Abkhazia. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Well, indeed, it's in the South Caucasus. I don't even know where that is. Well, it doesn't matter. If you travel across all these places, you'll come across strange, fascinating, often beautiful, sometimes surreal, bus stops. Bus stops? Bus stops. You see, most people in the Soviet era didn't have cars. They relied on buses, and there was an intricate network of bus routes. That meant there was a need for many bus stops, substantial bus stops, and architects were given the job of designing and building them. But didn't they have a, a template they had to follow? I'd imagine under communist regimentation there'd have to be strict rules about bus stops. No, surprisingly, there weren't any rules. Yes, there were templates, I mean, many bus stops followed them, but there was also a freedom to build what you wanted to build. And many architects, fed up with the constraints they had to work under for official buildings like ministries or hospitals, let their imaginations go wild when it came to bus stops. You're not making this up, are you? I mean, just to explain your own condition. No, 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 you keep saying that. that, that, that there's a fascinating book of photographs by a photographer called Christopher Herwig. I mean, I think he's German. He travelled across the entire Soviet Union and took photos of these weird bus stops. Such a book actually exists? It actually exists. I have three copies of it. It's in two volumes. So you have six copies of it? Uh, well, yes. I mean, all right, six books, but three copies of the two volumes. OK. And what's that got to do with Lubov? She was a guest lecturer at an architecture and psychology symposium that was held at Sunshine Acres two years ago. Which is where you met her? Yes. I went to her lecture, which she called The Bus Stops Here. As in... As in the buck stops here, yeah. And what was her thesis? Well, I recorded it. Do you, do you want to hear a, a clip? Please. OK, well, it's a short clip, but it's the passage that captivated me completely. These fascinating bus stops were often built using local materials, materials that reflected the region's characteristics, local stone and wood, as well as concrete and steel. In Estonia, for instance, where there were extensive forests, many were made from wood. And there was a local desire to use distinctive designs. For instance, one was made in the shape of a hat, worn for centuries by shepherds tending their sheep in the hills above the bus stop. Colours and designs from clothing and designs that conjured up images of historic events. These bus stops were expressions of ethnic pride, traditions and a yearning for nationhood, all in a bus stop. I know it's hard to believe, but it reflects the eternal truth that you cannot repress the human need for art and creativity and just the pure joy of living and creating, and all in the humble, mundane, utilitarian bus stop. So the next time you stand waiting for your bus, even if the bus stop is just a metal frame, Think about the depth of humanity's potential. She makes a compelling argument. She doesn't sound Russian. Well, as I said, her mother was English and she was sent to the best private girls' schools. OK. So... I can see that's how you were captivated, but how does that explain the fact that you seem to have turned into a human bus stop? I don't know how it explains this, this phenomenon. 
But I do know that the events subsequent to the lecture have something to do with it. What happened? Well, this is when it... This is when it gets difficult for me to, to talk about this. Take your time. Well, Lubov and I met formally for the first time in, in, at, at the bus stop ballet after party. Sorry, the bus stop ballet after party. That is not a combination of words you hear very often. Sorry, let me take a step back. I attended Lubov's lecture, introduced myself, and she mentioned that a cousin of hers had choreographed a ballet about a village that has one of these exotic bus stops built in it. Was this a modern ballet? Yes. Her cousin, Sergei, was, is, a principal dancer with the Bolshoi. Ah, the world-famous Russian ballet company. Indeed. His partner was a man from a village in Abhazia, and so they created a story about the building of a strange bus stop. The local Soviet committee was just about to put up uh, something standard, you know. Uh, but a young girl who lived in the village and wanted to be an architect campaigned to have her design considered. And there was a dispute. The village banded together to help her win her appeal when her design was turned down by the bureaucrats. And the staid Soviet architect is then drummed out of town and the bus stop gets built. It's a very uplifting story. I mean, the music is specially composed using local themes. It sounds fascinating. It's a beautiful and startling piece of work. So it was performed where? Oh, here in South Mims at the University Theatre. Really? That passed me by. Well, I was invited to the after-party, and, and I was lucky enough to be introduced to Lubov. We hit it off immediately. <laughs> Love at first sight. Well, for me, that had happened during the lecture. But, yes, when we met, you know, more fully there, well, there was a real spark between us. The bus stopped. You could put it that way. And then what happened? I asked her to dinner. We talked for hours. And then we walked towards her father's bus stop, which happened to be the one on the, you know, the one closest to the restaurant. The bus stop shaped like an ear? Yes. I mean, it is really a shell. Not an ear? No. Lubov told me it was a symbol of her father's youth when, her, when his family would take him on holidays to the Crimea. But everyone calls it the ear. Well, it's ear-like. Or shell-like. I, I don't think that matters. I mean, Lubov and I stood at the bus stop for an hour before we realised we'd missed the last bus. So I walked her home. And a relationship began? It did. But? I suspect a but. She was troubled. By bus stops? No, no, no by, by doubts about her career and about her past. Her past? Her father had been a very hard taskmaster. He expected perfection in all things. Including bus stops? Well, especially bus stops. He had wanted Lubov to help him campaign for a more creative approach to British bus stops. But Lubov uh, argued with him that there was no need. The British public were free to express themselves in any way they wanted, and architects did not suffer from the same constraints that his peers in the Soviet Union did. But he was obsessed. I see. So they fell out? Yeah, they, they were estranged. And, and this pained Lubov immensely. Fyodor became a recluse. He slipped into mental illness and, well, he ended up in Sunshine Acres. Was this before or after her lecture on bus stops? After. I mean, just after. She delivered that lecture under great personal strain, but had managed to hide it from her audience. Though there was something about her that night that touched me, in a way I, I didn't quite understand at the time. And then when she told me the truth, 
I understood completely. You were attracted by her sublimated pain. Her personal suffering was... Um, Alluring? Well, I wouldn't call it that. Sexy? No, no. Maybe it was that combination of complexity, surrealism, beauty and vulnerability that cut through the academic formality of the occasion. So what happened? Well, we had three months of deep engagement on all levels, intellectually, spiritually and... Um, Physically? Yeah. But then? Her father escaped from Sunshine Acres and disappeared. Lubov was convinced that he'd managed somehow to get back to Russia. He had spoken of a particular bus stop in Ukraine where he'd once met a girl with whom he'd had a brief affair. It was when he first began designing bus stops. So he went to find her? Well, he'd spoken of doing so, even though the girl must... Oh, she must be a very old woman by then, even if she was still alive. And Lubov went to try and find him? She did, but first she broke up with me. She told me that she didn't want to burden me with the legacy of mental instability which ran in her family. But she was mentally stable, wasn't she? I believed so. You weren't sure? You still aren't no, sure? No, 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 no. I, I, know, I know she is totally fine. But she fears that there's a strain of madness in her family. It's something like something out of a Russian novel. OK. But if this were a Russian novel, what would happen? Well, she would find her father, realise that he was happier seeking a lost love in the wilds of Ukraine rather than being confined at Sunshine Acres and leave him to roam from old Soviet bus stop to old Soviet bus stop and... Uh... And return to South Mims and to you. Yes. And if she returned, it would be... By bus. Which is why, when you stop at the curbside... I wish so intensely that she will return. And this mental f force, this deep, deep desire, creates some kind of elemental force which... Yes, 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 that's it. It forces the bus to stop. That, that's it. I think you know what we need to do now, Anselm. Let's go. Dear listener, I'm standing at the famous ear-like, shell-like bus stop in South Mims. And a hundred yards away from me, Anselm is pacing up and down. Any minute now, his desire to see Lubov again will compel him to stop and stand at the curb. Aha. Uh -huh. I think... Yes, he's doing it. Yes, he's doing it now. We've marked him up, so hopefully if anything happens... Aha. Uh -huh. He stopped, and the bus is approached. Let's see what happens. We'll switch to Anselm's mic. Anselm, Anselm, my love. We've got, Well. It's not often we have happy endings on this podcast, but that's a very satisfying one. And I think it teaches us all that no matter how mundane something is, it represents something special for someone. And every bus stop is a symbol of the immense possibilities we all have in our lives. The bus can stop anywhere, and it's up to you to take it. <laughs>